With so many different platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and their purposes evolving daily, navigating social media can be, well, complicated. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast from Cupco. Social media. Social media. Social media. Social media. Really sucks. Where we unpack the latest trends and help remove the suck from social media. Hi guys, welcome back to the Social Media Sucks Podcast by Cupco. Today we're going to talk about social commerce. And social with commerce, me, nice. I have my partners here, Chris and Andy. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, guys, what's up? Good to see you again or hear you again or feel you again. I don't know. Good to be here in general. Good to be <laughs> That's good. Good Cutting to see you. Cutting out the feel part. It's, yeah. uh, it's no, a we won't. Place, we'll leave okay? that in there. It's, uh, it's professional. Let's keep it that. I don't want, I'm not saying feel you guys. I'm saying feel, <laughs> feel the listeners. Oh, okay. It's good to feel the listeners. I can feel it through nothing. Never mind. Forget okay. it. Good to have <laughs> you guys. Moving on. Good to have you guys here. Let's uh, let's talk about social commerce and see what we can uncover mm-hmm. during this episode. Love it. Let's just ease it in. Like, um, how have you experienced the uh, transition from traditional retail to this more content-based social commerce? Mm. Anyone? Like start? me personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that. Uh, I mean, obviously, 2020 accelerated everything from a social, like from a yeah, social commerce or a sort of e-commerce sort of way. Um, and then in terms of buying, I mean, we've had this discussion about buying products before from social, and I think it's definitely been like the biggest discovery platform for me for products because I see somebody using it or I see them tutorial it. And then I go, Oh, I need that in my life. So I think like my experience has been that it's the place where I find out about products first. Usually it's like the new school of word of mouth and then actually buying the products online. It's just become so easy that I don't think I ever want to step in the store ever again. So that's my own experience. But hmm. What's yeah. your take? So for you, actually, it's a completely new customer journey. You don't want to like step a foot in the. Yeah, I'd, uh, truthfully, yes. And I, I mean, I don't even think advertising really. I mean, although we do advertising, yeah. uh, I don't think I've seen anything recently where I was like got advertised to it and thought, oh, I need to check that out. Uh, it mm-hmm. has been mostly through social commerce okay. that I've discovered products and then purchased. But through paid or through organic and Instagram? And like, I mean, it's uh, maybe some of it's paid if it's influencers, yeah. for sure. And then I think... Um, what I meant is more like if it's through ads or through influencers. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I mean, I, I think that uh, I don't really click on ads. Me neither. But actually, like the one brand that keeps on pursuing me forever and I click on their ads is Nike. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. okay. Because you have like an, yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, I will take it back. So there is certain brands that you might like click through and like take a look at. Yeah. And they're also super smart with like dynamic at, at the creative. Okay. So they were going to always serve you based on, you know, Your whatever needs. you last searched yeah. for on their website. Okay. So you are getting relevant stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But that's my experience. I mean, I think that it's totally replaced it. Do you step in the store still? And try on stuff and look at stuff. Honestly, I think it's like kind of weird because I'm actually like younger than you. But still, like for me, the in-store experience is actually something that's important. Mm. Like uh, I like to try on things. But it's also maybe because like I have this like weird body, like my upper body is like weirdly (laughs) lengthy. Um, And like I really have to try on clothes. But also the texture of things. When you buy stuff digitally, you you don't get to touch and feel stuff. Yeah, that's also true. So that's also a big element for. But does many that people. matter nowadays, though? 
I like, think I think it to does me, because yeah. it can it can really it it does a lot, but it can't really replace this shopping experience you you can have walking into a store, getting that service. Yeah, I mean, yeah. of course, online customer service is something else, but it's that shopping experience that you 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 miss. You can't touch stuff. You can't. Yeah discover like a new fabric a yeah. new texture and you won't get stimuli that yeah. way yeah to me yeah to me it didn't really like change the customer journey it just like added in like an extra step of yeah. discovery instead of like strolling around the, the shop so like being more active on like the shop floor yeah uh, i'm just like taking my time online mm -hmm. to yeah. really like you know map out like it. what i want to buy like was the price was it actually on sale or not and then like figuring out and then like when i go to the store it's like way more direct and i'm like i'm gonna just like go there get it try it on is it fitting no then i'm like okay <laughs> so it's a game plan for you yeah sort of <laughs> like because honestly like i used to like strolling around shops but i don't like that anymore like all the like these spotlights that they have in the sh in the shops and stores it's like they're just like so warm and like so many people and now we have the pandemic going on so it's like yeah yeah i think something that's worked for me is actually when i am in store it's because it's almost it's not impulse buy because you're not there but it's almost like i do not want to wait for shipping mm -hmm. you know like that sort mm -hmm. of yeah urgency. i want it now now like that's where i think i step into a store but usually it's fueled by you know something i've seen online that's like okay i need to get yeah. this and then i go in and buy it yeah yeah. So, or bigger purchases like laptops or phones, mm. they kind of, you know, purchase those online or yeah. purchase those in store. So, but yeah, that's my experience. So do you think that people are going to be yearning for after the 2021 or after like sort of Corona pandemic sl slows down or stops? Do you think people are going to be yearning for that shopping experience because we haven't had as much of it as before? Yeah, I think so. Honestly, yeah. uh, I think it's just like, you know, a trend. It's going to be like, I keep on saying and referring to this, but it's going to be like, it was in like the 1920s after, you know, the Spanish flu. Like people are basically going to dress up for whatever occasion yeah. and like going out to like buy a new set of like jeans or something is going to be, be an occasion. Experience. And they really want to like get that experience, especially yeah. since like for more than like a year now already, like most of the people are only experiencing online shopping, yeah. which is actually, I think, a nice thing because it's also accelerating. Yeah like how we accommodate to yeah. this like new trend and like these new yeah. uh, stages of consumer yeah. or consumerism. I think what's going to be interesting is actually that some brands will be ahead of the curve on this and actually do some advertising or do some content just around their stores. Mm -hmm. Like what does their store like feel like and look like? Because mm. they've been focusing on products, which is great. Yeah. But I think it'll be almost going back to, you remember kind of old school social when commerce e-commerce wasn't caught up as far you'd see a lot of social content about just about the store yeah like come on down mm. like we've got right which is like a really interesting mm. advertising model yeah. that kind of faded away yeah. a little bit but i think it's going to come back and it's going to yeah. be like you know check out our flagship store yeah like here's some experiences from that or like hey we're opening grand opening after corona yeah. sort of mm. campaigns so if there's any retailers that are listening you know, don't don't sleep on actually getting your retail experience in order during this period because yeah. it's your time to like almost reopen mm. your store after this whole thing dies down because then you can be like, hey, come on in and, 
and you almost do like door crashers yeah. and you know do these sort of like have a <laughs> band playing and <laughs> you know like Honestly, almost like a opening a store idea, I yeah i think it could be funny like corona's over store open yeah. I mean, like I think that's the that's the key word, right? Like the experience, because yeah, that's, that's something you can also do when once the pandemic is hopefully over. Like it's it's occasion, it's a experience to go out together, like this shoppable experience, and you don't have that with yeah. digital shopping with with e-commerce, right? Because right. It, you do it alone mostly. Yeah, and then you yeah. yeah, which is actually something we'll talk about later about trends. But I think that's also when we look at the future of social commerce. I think that's or or e-commerce. The sort of, you know, like what we've seen with watch parties and we've seen social apps try to be more social where you're consuming content at the same time with others. I think it'll almost be like that with shopping as well. Like, how can you shop with others? Mm. And China's Aww. really good at this because China's been Love doing... point at me. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a Chinese no, background. You are Jeez, Chinese. Chinese. Yeah. I'm, I brought like, my Asian can, outfit on why, today also. Why Aww. can't I... I just knew. I just knew you would say something. <laughs> Racist, great. Because, but but the thing is, is like they're like China's very ahead in this. Like even the the live sort of streaming online stores that you can buy like right in the app, and like you're basically watching a sort of a, a QVC or like a, you know television show where you're buying stuff. Yeah. They're very social. People are talking to each other. Oh, that's a really cool purse. So that's this. Mm. Like it's almost like Twitch streaming combined with product sales so it's gonna be like sort of like in real life or irl ir i <laughs> irl rl streaming right like in real life streaming no i'm saying like no i'm saying like we'll see more of the chinese model which is live streaming online yeah with people showcasing products oh, and then you have a okay. chat social aspect to it okay. where you're buying products together like you're, you're sort of in this mix of people that are all there consuming this live stream and you're all like, you know, you can purchase the product directly yeah. in, in the app. And that's what we've seen, at least on the Chinese side. And it's been massive. Like it's been super successful. Like, so I can see it coming mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Spot a trend. Would you buy stuff live stream? Like if somebody, like there's a bunch of people buying stuff on live stream. Mm, wouldn't no. that make you feel a little pure? Like wouldn't that also like pump up the hype yeah no. wouldn't that yeah wouldn't that hype you up a bit like oh like look here this person just it's a little like when you go to websites now and they're like jane from texas just oh, bought yeah. the, like these sort of pop-ups that's like i don't know to me that has like a counter effect like i'm like oh there are too many people buying this like let me get something <laughs> you want to be unique yeah <laughs> but they you don't know what or maybe you do know what they bought but no i would be like more more interested in like not like shopping stuff from like a live stream, but more interested in like hearing my friend's opinion on like, hey, mm -hmm. I tried this on and like, what do you think about this? Or like, you know. Yeah. So I think if you can make the, the social commerce experience more social, that would be like, you know, where to me at least the interesting things start happening. Yeah. We can have a Zoom Tupperware party. You know, where we sell Tupperware, like you remember, in the, have you, you probably don't know this, like, but like back in the old days. I don't, I feel like this is not the first time you bring this up. No, this is the first <laughs> time. This is crazy right? about Tupperware. Yeah, <laughs> you got to have a good set. Okay? <laughs> it's essential to your life. Good dentist, good doctor, good Tupperware set. <laughs> you have those in place, you're set. So, no, but uh, there used to be Tupperware parties where like people would come and, you know, you'd get a whole bunch of people together and, in, and someone would host it in their home. 
and you would buy Tupperware. What? <laughs> oh, sounds, so this was like so the old. Crazy. This was like the old this style, is old like uh, of MLM, basically. Yeah, basically, it was like yeah. multi-level marketing. I, I like, it's still, yeah, it still exists in many ways. Like, but you would have like a, a party. They do it with but sex do, toys. But do you have stuff well. in the what? Tupperware, or is it just empty Tupperware? People. <laughs> no, it's not like food. Like here. <laughs> no, no, it's like here's some pre-filled t- t- Tupperware with. But I think it's for all products essentially. But I, I guess it's uh, also because like it was. I guess it was mostly like uh, a female audience doing this. Yeah, it was like home yeah. homemakers, home, right? Yeah. And people would. But I mean, it's it's also translated into like. Uh, more male-driven products like you know tools or and cars, like, uh, well, not like cars, but <laughs> tools and and also uh, meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have somebody come by, and be like, "Well, oh, here's a steak and here's a this," and then you'd buy some meat. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. What do you guys think uh, it takes to be successful in social commerce when brands on board? Well, you you said something which was really important here, which is trying to mimic or at least get as close to mimicking the real experience as possible. So when we're talking about like texture and smell and feel and all those things that come with buying a product, you have to try to unpack that in social commerce or in e-commerce in general. Like that's why you, and you have the power of it. You have video, you have you know, these elements that you can get zoomed in, you can like show a really macro photo of what is the actual texture of the fabric look like? What does this look like? You can show it on athletes. You can, you can really like show it in different contexts. So I think it's really about expanding the universe of the product and saying, and showing it as many different ways and different Mm. angles as possible so that the user or the person buying the consumer feels like they've been in the store to, to feel it. I think that's what it takes in some ways. And then there's probably a bunch of other stuff, but that's my first sort of. So tip. you come with a bunch of other stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's where you come in. I've the, said my part. I think the bunch of other stuff is like uh, thinking about really moving the, uh, moving the needle in terms of, you know, how you adapt to different platforms and how you adapt your tactics of, you know, sort of like getting the customers in to your social commerce or e-commerce store Mm -hmm. Um, because I think ads are as Chris also previously mentioned like sort of like one channel yeah they're just one channel but I think where uh, where where I see brands succeed uh, tremendously is actually when they really get to showcase their products on on people and do it in like very natural and and uh, native to platform ways so so influencer marketing sort of yeah I think so. Uh, but I think what I've seen uh, H&M doing is really cool because they don't just, they started doing it with influencer marketing, but they don't just do it with influencer marketing. They do a um, really cool um, like UGC mm. uh, program that they have going on. And basically if you like have a new outfit from H&M and you really like the style of it and you post like a photo and you tag them, they actually put a lot of effort towards like, you know, really sourcing uh, UGC, uh, mm-hmm. user-generated content. And um, when you go, for example, even on their website and look for different, or even in their app and look for different outfits and so on, then they will have like a real life um, example and not only of a uh, influencer, but just a random user who bought their stuff mm-hmm. and how it looks on them. Because I think there is also like a, level of trust that was sort of damaged when it comes to influencers and like how things look on them because you know nobody is you know we are we're usually driven to 
to beautiful people. So it's sort of natural that like influencers or most of the influencers are, are beautiful people. And however it might sound bad, not all of us are beautiful people. And you know, most of the- What about on the inside, Andy? For all of us that are not genetically blessed. Yeah. Who says you're not genetically blessed? No. I mean, I'm just, I'm just My talking. parents. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's basically um, a really good way what H&M is doing to showcase. And then what I saw Zara doing uh, was also interesting because they do these city collections now, which is like they send out like a random freelance photographer and uh, like, who, like basically they organize a, a shoot with like almost random models and they do like a shoot in every city and then they're gonna start um you know targeting you with like that specific collection okay so you know in what that city yeah you want yeah. to represent you copenhagen this it. is the style in your city mm. yeah yeah that makes sense give yeah. me context uh-huh yeah i yeah. think that's a, like a super contextualized yeah. yeah tactic and i think another thing is is um i think a lot of brands okay i have two points here one is social comment if you already are doing e-commerce or your brand that's getting into it. I think there's a lot of legacy, I would say e-commerce solutions or legacy uh, ways of doing things when it comes to commerce online that are going to need to be kind of stripped away or changed in order for you to take advantage. For example, a lot of uh, brands that I've worked with, you know, they're kind of stuck with an old e-commerce solution so mm -hmm. they can't do Instagram shopping or they can't do whatever shopping. Um, and they're stuck in some ways, like, cause their system wasn't agile enough. And I think that that's a really hard place to be. And I think what you have to do is you have to sort of examine the future from a digital structure standpoint and look at, okay, do we need to move something here? Because we're missing out on the opportunities of actually selling in online platforms that already have the traffic that already have the audience. Yeah. Uh, so I think from a, that's a more technical or yeah, like a business strategy or a business strategy aspect Like you really have to make a choice. Do we make a cut and say, all right, because a lot of the newer brands, the indie brands, they haven't had that baggage, right? They haven't yeah. had these like old school ways or even like old school distribution ways of getting products out to people that they've been able to move fast and say, okay, yeah, we'll shop on Instagram. We'll do this. And like, this will ship out from this address. And they've just been able to move much faster yeah. onto the trends because they haven't had these baggages. So that's one aspect. And then you mentioned it right away, which I think brands cannot forget is to have a brand. You said like, of course you're clicking on Nike stuff because you've, they've established a relationship with yeah. you. And I think that's really important. We, I mean, we deal with startups sometimes here and they, they want to jump to bottom of the funnel. They basically say, we only want to run bottom of the funnel ads. And it's like, but you need to gather everybody at the top first. And the only way you do that is by having a great brand that, that you can generate awareness on. So you need brand building, you need brand awareness. If you don't have that, then your bottom of the funnel becomes extremely small and you're not, you're not going to reach your goals. So when it comes to social commerce, I think it's really important that you don't forget that it's, you have an entire spectrum of funnel and channels and ways of reaching people that, you know, are going to make everything slimmed or make everything go smoother. Because if you only focus on social commerce, the actual checkout cha-ching, you're probably going to fail. You need that brand. Yeah. Like on the long term. On the long because term. Because I, I was about to ask, like, what do you think um, happens when brands are actually meeting their goals? 
and objectives, even with just focusing on like bottom of the funnel. Because I actually heard some stories about that. Like, for example, like some Nordic brands that are uh, targeting the Asian market, like uh, in Asia, um, well, ultimately, like the credibility of like uh, Scandinavian brands yeah. is pretty strong. So yeah. you don't even have to like build a brand because you can just basically base your advertising and like reputation, social commerce yeah. strategy on just reputation that belongs to, you know, certain uh, Region, yeah, yeah, certain region. I mean, that is branding in some ways, right? They're sort yeah, that's of piggy, true. They're piggybacking off of the Scandinavian brand, yeah, which had to be built anyway, which is great. I mean, they're still doing that, and they'll have to like live up to that because if they then have a shitty product, and they're they're yeah. selling themselves as Scandinavian, then it gets like it's going to have ripple effects. But I think it's very uh, short sighted, mm-hmm. like yeah. you said. Like it, it's only single like now Um, but i mean lots of different things work i'm not saying that you have to focus on brand building and i'm not saying that you have to focus on just social commerce i'm saying that i think a better strategy is looking at it holistically and saying how do we do it all um and make sure that we're meeting our kpis across the board yeah so i mean i think like to me just focusing on like one or the other is like as you said also like short-sighted and and that's not really a strategy that you would have like in no. place. I think it was, didn't you send me an article a little while ago on Adidas or somebody like that? Yeah, that like I did. Basically they said, hey, we went too far with this. Yeah. With this like, you know, data driven, always going for the click, focusing on e-commerce. Yeah. We went too far with it and it actually crushed our top of the funnel. And now we're trying to fix it. Yeah. Isn't that what the basically yeah, yeah. the article was? That's, that's what Adidas did, I think. But I think it's actually a slightly older article actually i think i sent it to you like last year but it's nice that you still remember it is that a is that an old that's an old article last year but a whole 12 months ago <laughs> maybe In not this even world, it is. but but that's true that like what they what they uh, realized is like okay we we focus so much on e-commerce and like mid and, and lower funnel activities that like basically maxed out return on ad spend on right. like this current audience who's buying from Adidas. Yeah. But we see an issue with is actually getting new customers and, and getting them to try Adidas products. And, yeah. and that's because the brand was not strong enough and they right. didn't focus on, you know, building their brand and, yeah. and their reputation. Yeah. I've actually heard from a few customers that like literally Google and Facebook has told them you can't spend any more money. <laughs> like you literally have tapped out your audience on yeah. on who will actually mm. buy from you. You're you're done. Like you have not, nowhere to go. And it's like what? That's uh, you've 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 completed advertising <laughs> on the net. You've just, it's like you've completed Netflix. You've yeah. completed. Wait for the next generation. <laughs> you, you got to the end of the game. Good job. <laughs> but they literally told them like you can't spend any, like you can't spend any more money. That's it. Like unless wow. you decide to do brand building, yeah. which is you're mm. talking about here. It's like which I think is a fantastic world that we live in now that they can literally say you've reached the end of (laughs) you've reached the end of facebook there's no more scrolling (laughs) which is kind of neat right i never heard of that yeah that's what they kind of crazy i forget which brand it was that talked to us so and it's probably under nda so i won't say i won't say the brand name anyway (laughs) but but like like literally they were told you can't there's there's no more to get you've got all the ad space and all the you know audience that you mm. can get with this then speaking up do you guys have any recommendations for brands um of for use of platforms or tools platforms for brand building so they can succeed in e-commerce 
Oh, that's a good question. I mean, as usual, I would just take like a high level view on it and uh, say like, start with your strategy. Um, Coming total from you, consult, a strategist. <laughs> total consultant move. Got to start with strategy. High level. I think spend I think, a lot of money on it. A lot of, a lot of hours. Let's do, let's do a word count and count how many times you say high level no, strategy. I think where you should start is really looking at like, okay, we are moving into this new era of social commerce and then what challenges that will bring for your brand. Yeah. And then like once you identify those challenges, that's when you can actually move into, you know, figuring out like what tactics and tools I should really use to overcome those. Or it's also a possibility that like some brands who are just such mammoths that like they cannot move into social commerce in the right time, they just then have to basically adopt and, and in the meanwhile wait for the next big thing. Okay. Um, but I think Do you have an example in mind? not that i could mention uh or like walmart yeah actually walmart like, how would you do the social commerce with mm. walmart like walmart and actually kmart had like <laughs> but kmart was like not like social commerce it was like a way older example mm. but walmart was like the one who basically defeated kmart in like a yeah, it's not relevant. It's not okay, that relevant. But I mind. think it was just like Kmart was too big to move into this like new way of distribution and, and using uh, information so technology. So they got their ass kicked by yeah, Walmart. Yeah, by Walmart. Okay. And now now Walmart is a too big fish. Well, so. I don't know if Walmart's too big, but I don't know how they can... I mean, of course they could do social commerce. Like, They just have to sell through those platforms or, or yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe what I would do is actually, if I would be Walmart, I would like try to double down on, you know, like departments. Yeah. Most social friendly departments. Yeah. Like, I don't know what are those, but like, I guess they are selling everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, it can be like a Walmart gardens. It'd be Walmart funny to do kitchen. the, this would be funny to do the live stream QVC thing for Walmart. Yeah. Stuff. So big. <laughs> <laughs> These t-shirts are 10 bucks. That's an idea we can try to pitch. Yeah. <laughs> just really, like, normally it's, like, pretty expensive stuff, but just go, like, really cheap. Like, this bag of pretzels. That's <laughs> $2. Expires tomorrow. <laughs> Expires Get it tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> we'll ship it to you overnight. Shipping will be more than the, <laughs> more than the pretzels. But uh, spiraling back to what you actually asked, I'm not sure if I probably, like, answered that. But I think just maybe starting with influencer marketing and then figuring out how you can uh, move into, you know, a more UGC focused mm -hmm. uh, strategy with your social commerce for creating testimonials and for creating content as well. I think that's like a good start and maybe somewhere you could start digging. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also like where I would start is also you see, okay, you need the brand building, but then you also need to sell some products, right? And what I've seen successful with some brands is even though they're doing, let's say, social content about the product, actually, a lot of them don't actually give you enough data to make a decision. So what they're doing is they're, they're actually making you sort of do a lot more legwork than you need to. Hmm. So what you should do is I think if you're going to post something about a product, actually put like the ingredients, put like the certificate, like if it's got, if it's hundred percent cotton, oh, put hundred percent okay. cotton, like tell me the price. Okay. If it's available in, you know, if it's available in Copenhagen and it's Danish Krone and it's also available in the U S or like if you have a global brand, mm -hmm. put the prices on there for me. Like that's how you can be more social commerce is actually thinking like it's a, it's a store 
and actually giving me the data that I need to make a decision. Yeah. Otherwise, I might have to get out of the platform, which is always a pain, right? Yeah. But if I can actually see right away, and I think a successful brand that uh, we were talking about actually a few, maybe three, maybe 10 episodes ago, maybe the first episode, which was about uh, the ordinary, or no, not the ordinary. Yeah, maybe it's the ordinary, the, yeah, the yeah, face, yeah. the yeah. essence and uh, yeah, serum, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Beauty. Like beauty products. Yeah, They've done a really good job of like, they'll show you the product. They'll actually tell you all the ingredients in the product and then they'll actually lay out the pricing, which is like, and then where you can buy it. You can yeah. buy it from here, 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 here. And said like a lot of other brands would just be like, look at our luscious new blah, 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 and do da 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 And like, you know, give all this flowery stuff, which mm -hmm. is good. That's the brand building side. But it's like, how the fuck do I get the product? Yeah. And how much is this thing that you're showing me? Is it 20 bucks or is it a hundred bucks? Like I have no context of if this is for me or not. Mm. And so I think like if you're a brand just getting into social commerce, think about it like that. Like think about, okay, you've got them, you've got their attention. They're reading the caption let's go another step let's yeah. let's show them and you can make it as the second comment or you can put it in the caption it's up to you but i would say you know do something with that yeah i think what you said like a bunch of really inspiring and smart things but a few <laughs> things i would also but. like highlight but <laughs> but, but just like non-inspiring is like um to your question again is like i think in terms of platforms i would definitely suggest focusing more on instagram and uh, actually the new guides feature i think that yeah. could be brilliant for supporting mm -hmm. uh, social commerce efforts. Yeah. A guide to this yeah. product, a guide to that product. Yeah. And I think in a, in a world that is like social and e-commerce where you don't really have that like opportunity to get the, to get the, uh, the customer in the store, you really need to, you know, work hard to actually help them imagine what that product might feel like, what that product yeah. might, you know, do for them. Mm. And I think that's where like testimonials and, and telling customer stories can yeah. come in really handy. Yeah, that'd be funny. Like benefit one. Yeah. Benefit two. Benefit yeah, yeah. three. Like literally like and showing them you could do this and you could do that. I mean, there there are like even on TikTok, like there are these like dermatologists and like cosme yeah. cosmetologists mm. as well who are just like talking about like, so if you have this thing on your skin, then I could recommend you like this, 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 this product and these products do this, 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 this. And it's like yeah. mm. 30 seconds and like, bam, all the knowledge that you needed about like skincare yeah. is there. Mm. And then like, you know. Yeah. It's really powerful. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. Definitely useful, detailed. That's uh, that's the great combination, I guess. Gathering from you guys. So I'm just throwing the last question out there. What's next in uh, e-commerce, social commerce? You're just gonna look at a product and then blink your eyes and then it'll <laughs> be and in, it's home <laughs> and it's and it's on its way via drone. Yeah, I think drones are definitely gonna be the next thing. But um, drone shopping. I think what I. Uh, what I think is the next thing is going to be is probably uh, VR experiences, VR shopping experiences. Oh, yeah. AR shopping experiences are, to a certain extent, are already reality, like Snapchat and Lego was doing it. And uh, also a bunch of other brands are already moving into the AR direction and are having success with it. Also IKEA and like the new features in the iPhone and iPad um, are also like nicely combining. So basically you can just figure out how you want to furnish your apartment through your iPhone yeah. mm. and like how it would look like, which is to me, it's kind of crazy, mm. uh, but also like super useful because you don't have to actually go to Ikea and like measure your apartment because yeah. you can just like take your phone and scan it and then yeah. put the furniture yeah, yeah. in there. 
and then and then I think the next stage of this is gonna be VR when you just like when you can actually you know even just like with your PlayStation headset like use it for you know visiting a store online. Yeah. I think I still think we're very far from that, but I think it is in the horizon. Yeah, but I think it's VR is such a weird animal because. It like has these renaissance periods where it's like, oh, it's really going big. And then it's like, oh, wait a second, maybe it's not. And then it's like, maybe it's good. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one time VR is going to be here. And then it's like, nah, maybe not. So I don't know if it's it's right there. But I think last, we also talked about this in the gaming episode. Or we talked about this uh, in another episode. But basically, I think purchasing in-game is going to yeah. be something that's pretty close. Like... You know, you're going to see Nikes or you're going to see these products on this particular person in the game and characters and you can go and buy that stuff. I mean, you can um, have that already in NBA 2K. I mean, not like the real life product, but in yeah. NBA 2K, you have Nike and Adidas. Yeah, you buy like, like digital products, yeah. which is also like where I think social commerce is going to go. So you're going to have like a digital product with it. Um, and I think um, we talked a little bit about buying already, like buying as a group. Mm. buying in a more social context like shopping with your friends online i think that'll become much bigger as well yeah um and i think one of the other things that i think i think we're also gonna we're also seeing that trend of just bigger things being purchased mm -hmm. you know like it used to be crazy if you told somebody 20 years or 30 years ago that you would buy a car online online they would be like no no fucking way like you'd have to drive it you have to, we're doing that like literally yeah, like tesla. tesla will show up at your door yeah. and i think there's more and more things that'll come in that you thought i would never buy that online but now you're gonna buy that stuff online um and social commerce will help like ease that i also think there's gonna be um we've already seen that here in europe where there's actually slowing down of the process where you have like too many steps to purchase now because yeah. you have to do like security checks mm. and things like that. I think there's going to be then solutions that sort of Accelerate help you that. yeah, get around those sort of issues um, and help you purchase much quicker. Um, with the blink of an eye. With a blink of an eye. I think the AR thing is exactly where it's going. Like you can literally, you'll see a, you'll see anything like because we're getting, because we're getting so good with the AI tools to actually break down what products or what things somebody has you'll be able to like there'll be apps that come out that just allow you to like browse every kind of content and whatever mm. that person's wearing drinking looking at whatever it is will be accessible and then you can just go that's very far out but but you'll just be able to see what is there what are they using what it, like what is this person got yeah. and then like literally mm. you can add to cart Actually, I think that is uh, a good direction or like not a good direction, but like a realistic direction. Like imagine just having like these Google glasses, for example, looking at someone and like, oh, I like that, I don't know, shirt. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then like, yeah, it's from here. You can buy it here and it costs this much. <laughs> Crazy. And, like, yeah. But I think that's where it'll go. Like, because you can already see that they're kind of gearing up with it with you know, with being able to use an, an AI to actually yeah, an scan image recognition. an image recognition on that. The, the next step is actually, well, they do already have brand recognition, but you know, what is that exact item that that person is wearing or that, you know, what exact item is in that person's house? Like you mm. can visit somebody and it's like, oh, I really like that vase. <laughs> and it's like, it's already being sort of added to your cart. Mm. <laughs> I want to see how that will work with Neuralink. 
yeah but that's that sort of like crazy. that's the next level like mm. really Definitely. you're just purchasing stuff by looking at it like i said and you're like <laughs> looking at it by, funny, I mean. and then like blinking and then it's like <laughs> blink blink five times to add to cart then the european union would be like no it's got to be six <laughs> six and you have to like stick out your tongue and <laughs> add all this shit in to verify that it's you so yeah. okay great guys let's uh let me try to sum it up so yes. for e for social commerce we have talked about that definitely that the digi digital shopping has grown way way much in the past years right also just yes. in corona year 2020 2020 accelerated it for exactly sure. and uh what it does what it takes to be successful is like to look at a high level and plan out some strategies, see what platforms might suit you and which direction you should go and don't neglect on community management, brand building, because those are essential for uh, people recognizing your brand and want to buy into your products and also be precise, detailed, provide that service when you sell your products, create this experience because yep. that's what digital digital technology can replace instead of actually shopping experience with your friends and this social element. So if you want to be successful in building an e-commerce social commerce platform, then keep in mind to uh, yeah. make it an experience all all around. I mean, totally texture, agree. taste, maybe not taste, texture, feel, color, whatever, mimic, give as much details as you can for your consumers. Agreed. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank and, you guys. Uh, please like, watching. please like, subscribe, slap that uh, like button like it owes you money. Yeah. Review. <laughs> slap that like button like a customer service on a bad product that you want to return because you bought it online and it doesn't fit. <laughs> so slap that return label like you would slap a like button. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. So thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys on the next one. What are we talking about next? Should we reveal it? No, let's forget <laughs> that. <laughs> It'll no. be a secret. Yes. No, uh, for the next episode, we're going to talk about Clubhouse. Clubhouse. The uprising trend. Nice. I love it. Cool. See you guys next time. See you guys. See you. Bye. This has been the Social Media Sucks Podcast. <laughs>